welcome to episode number 18 of Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.fo. .fo? Yes. I think you might have me flummoxed here. Or is fo flummoxed? No, it's not. F-O. That's right. F-O. You're going to have to enlighten what me, I'm afraid. Right, I was thinking Fiji, but we already did that, no. and that was F-J. I was thinking flummoxed, as I already said. Not that. Uh, oh, I'll no, tell you. Go on. The Faroe Isles. The, the Faroe, Faroe Islands. Islands. This is the first one that I failed to get. Is that really the IP address for the Faroe it Islands? Is. Well. I thought to myself, head north, young man. Well, quite. That's what they said in America, wasn't mm. it? Go west. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I did. And I ended up in the Faroe Isles. Wow. Well, as we know, they are traditionally a terrible football team. Well, they are. Isn't there a it, film being made about them? It's now? a very small country. Yes. Well, it's an isle. Yes. Or isles. So or plural. Plural one. They don't have a great deal of... Uh, a great, very, very many footballers, should <laughs> I say. Well done. <laughs> Get that out in the end. <laughs> anyway, now, it's a great website. Check it out. <laughs> yes, please do. We have just come out of, and this has only just struck me, a very topical song for this episode. We've just yes. listened to Soul to Squeeze live at Seagal or Seagal? Uh, Steven Seagal. Ah, yes. Live with Steven Seagal, yes. who actually is a musician... He is. And has performed at the Brook in Southampton. Yes, he has. Where we have seen the, a Chili's Peppers, Chili Peppers covers band, which inspired us to form... Our very chi- own. Because we thought we could do it better. And we did. Well, and at least we stood on the right side of the stage. Well, yes, when that, we saw, that was a problem for us. It was a big problem. When we saw this band at the Brook in town in Southampton, UK, um, John was stood on the wrong side of the stage. Mm. And so... So therefore, Flea was as well. We spent the whole show shouting <laughs> at them to change over. And they yes, never did. They didn't. But they did, get, they did glare at us. They did. Oh, they did. Anyway, so at the end of that, I contacted you by, um, back in those days, I think I probably... Carrier pigeon. Yeah, it was a carrier pigeon or telegram. Yeah. I said, uh, dear Sam, stop. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to form a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band stop? Yes. Let us never, ever stop. Mm. And I replied... Can't stop. Stop. <laughs> He's done it. Okay, go. goodbye from Universally Speaking. Thank you. Well done. So today, I've, I've named this episode B-Sides and Bits and Pieces. Mm, excellent. Because uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about is B-Sides. Primarily. Some them, but some of them aren't B-Sides. Some of them were just recorded and weren't released as B-Sides. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, I would know that if I did my research. But yes, you would. You, you told me they were all B-sides, so I believe you. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got a lot of writing here, um, but not too much, so don't, don't worry, everyone. Okay. We've had, this has been suggested by a few people. Alex Fredette. Oh, yes, it has. The wonderful Alex Fredette was the, the first to, to suggest it. God bless him. And sent us, yes, God bless you, Alex Fredette. Um, he sent us a link to, by a chap called Venci Joe. Mm-hmm. V-E-N-C-I-D-J-O. Venci Joe. Yeah. Sounds, we'll, sounds plausible, we'll, we'll, doesn't I'll it? I'll accept that. Yeah. Uh, and what it does is it links B-sides and rarities. So yes, yes. What we're going to do... They're not that rare, are they? Well, yes. by rare. <laughs> no, they're not rare. They're available on YouTube. Yes. If you Should type you in Venci Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you type in Venci Joe... It's you, the first, we come across some absolute rarities. It's, 
It's the first <laughs> list that'll pop up. If you type in Red Hot Chili B, Red Hot Chili B sides, mm. it'll pop up. Um, and we're just going to run through that list in order. So today we're going to yeah, do six. Yeah, we're not, we're not cherry picking. No, we're going to do the first six and we'll just keep going over the years until, we're, until we die. Yeah, yeah. Going well, hopefully, well, yeah, yeah. potentially. Yeah. And I don't like to think of our ultimate demise. Our own mortality. We, uh, Podcast. We have to address it at some point. Podcast, we're uh, like bad boys. Pod, bad boys for life. Exactly. Podcasters for life. Um, uh, yes, until we die. Anyway, Alex Rudette sent us a link. Lee Davis also suggested this as an episode. Thank you, Lee. From Australia. Simon Housen, also from Australia. I tell you what, we are massive in big, Australia. Big in Australia. Three. Um, th- three known fans. At least three. Wow, you know. But Simon suggests, says that a couple of these we're doing today, uh, he's, he said were really good ones. So we're doing um, oh, Bo- yeah. Body of Water. Well, there's no, doubt, oh, there's no doubt in my mind that at least two of the songs we're going to listen to tonight are good songs. We're doing Gong Lee. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's one that's sang on. Simon's put that down in the good, the good section, yeah. Well, and I put it in the good section, spoiler alert. But I, I say, I'm not saying anything about where I'm putting it. No. Well, you just laughed despite at Gong Lee, <laughs> yeah, despite your reaction. Well, no, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said about it, and we will go on and, and say. Now, I just do need to say this. <laughs> yes, I'm not are. saying it. <laughs> Simon did also suggest an Inside of Emptiness episode, which we've done, and in an egregious omission, we failed to mention that he suggested it. So, oh, okay, sorry. About apologies, that. Simon. Well, I didn't know. No, well, I didn't, I, there's, there's every chance I didn't tell you. Yeah, exactly. So we I'm move on. Dark here, people. Quickly, moving quickly on, this is what I like to call the, uh, the contact section. <laughs> uh, go on. Um, we've had Marcus Scheidendorf or Scheidendorf mm. contact us from... Australia. The great country of Australia. He's, yeah. no, he's our, the, the third person oh, we know Oh, he's the third. Of. Well, yeah. we're definitely going to have to move Marcus right Scheidendorf the third. Yes. He has. He said he sent us a lovely email saying he was ready to be really judgmental about a couple of poms. He was sceptical, should we say? Yes, let's use he that word. He was sceptical. He was sceptical, but we won him over. Oh, we won him over. We won him over. He didn't say immediately, but I'd like to think it was. Yeah, well, he, he listened to a lot of the episodes in very quick succession. Yeah, so. Now, he's had a really good idea for an episode. He has. has. Christ, it's been so long since we recorded anything. All this happened ages ago. It's been three weeks. Now, he has picked up on the fact that... Benjamin, one of us, has never listened to The Getaway. And by all accounts, we sound very similar. This does seem to happen. Everyone around the world, it's from, a, from America to Australia, doesn't know which one of us is talking at any given time. I am Ben. I am Ben. I am Sam. I am Sam. Right. <laughs> that, that'll, it's confusing. that'll help. So, he suggested we do an episode where we listen to The Getaway... And get my first reactions. Yeah, which is great. I mean, None of this pre-planned note Obviously, taken. You've, you've, you've had a barrage of international abuse for the fact that you haven't listened to it. Yes, I have. A, a veritable barrage. And, you know, you've come to terms with that. You've had to. Well, I was already at terms with it. Yeah. Then the barrage came. Yeah. And I just maintained my previous position. Yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, but I do agree that that's a great episode idea. So we will, from next episode, I think, that's going to be the next one. Part one of Ben's first listen to The Getaway. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And then part two of yes. my first listen to The Getaway. Yeah. We'll do it in numerical order. Ideal. Now, yeah. I have listened to one of the songs. Oh, have you? Yes. Which, um... 
I believe it's called Dark Necessities. Dark Necessities. It's Can't yeah. Stop 2. Well, I call it Can't Stop 2. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's very difficult to avoid that particular I'll just, time. I'll just do the Can't Stop baseline. Yeah, go on. I'll just do the Dark Necessities baseline. That's my first and that, that's my first insight, my in-depth analysis into... That, that might come up on the in the next episode. It will. I will moan and bitch about that oh, for an hour, incessantly, Jesus. for longer, for longer. <laughs> and we also so before the before the start of the recording and afterwards. Yes, and great. I'm in for a good night. Yeah, and for all the bitching you've heard about it since that single was released. Yeah, and for the rest of your lives until we die. Is that part of the reason why you? Oh, not again. <laughs> Is that part of the reason why you haven't listened to the album? Uh, it's difficult. You, you're psychoanalyzing me here now. Because I can tell you that there's a wonderful version of Breaking the Girl on the Gamer. Oh, great. Well, I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you call it Breaking the Girl too? No, there isn't really. David Glasspool got in touch on Facebook. Glassy. After I posted a picture of me and you at the Docklands Arena. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good post, wasn't it? It was a very good post. It was a good night. On Facebook, on Reddit and on Twitter. Yeah, he really put it out there. All over the socials. What yeah. a night we had. And we did. People have been getting in touch saying that oh, they Was were that there. the night I lost my shit? That was the night they called you a big bastard. <laughs> yeah. Get this they big did. bastard out of there. Yeah. And they got me out of there, but unfortunately my shoe fell off. Yes. Your flame, your flame shoe. Yeah. Oh, that's a callback to uh, whatever episode we spoke about this before. I bought a wonderful shoe in Andorra. Have we, have we been through this? We spoke about this on, I think, one of the Cali episodes. Okay. Well, we won't go there again, but suffice to say that I lost one, a, a lovely shoe. In uh, at that night at the Docklands Arena, which I've been yeah. told is no longer there. Yeah, that is a turn up for the books. Anyway, great night. We bought scalp tickets, couldn't get in. Then no, no, the it, night my shoe fell off was the night that me and you went alone. Oh right, so the night that you got called a big bastard. Yeah, was that night? Was was the night that we went alone? Wasn't yeah, it? the night we went alone, and then the night we bought the fake tickets, we were with other people. A different night. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, so the one at the Docklands where we were in Krang was when we were with... No, it was uh, when we were... Uh, no, it wasn't. It was definitely... We're, we can't get bogged down. Okay. <laughs> at some point in 2002, we appeared in Krang. Yeah, <laughs> 2003. Yeah. Um, you know, anyway, David Glasspool replied to that thread... Saying he was there. No. Saying that... Some people did saying they were there. Yes. But uh, David Glasspool said that he'd started listening to the podcast, right. listened to a load of them, and he'd got into Frusciante music... Just oh. through hearing about that solo music on the podcast. Wonderful. So I feel in some small way we're doing, we're doing something. We're doing the, the good work of, of John we're as doing, long with the band. Yes, we're doing, we're doing God's it's, work even. Well, you could say that. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's, it's great. I won't. No, don't. It's a privilege and we enjoy it every single time we do it. Well, we're sat here drinking beer. Talking so far. Well, well oh, on that note, we? shall we? Go on. Why not? We'll do it in the intro. Uh, tonight's episode is sponsored by Brewdog. They have sponsored us before, and they are a continued supporter of the podcast. So thank you, Brewdog. Yet to pay us, though. Well, they pay me. Oh right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sorry, I, I, let us, I'm I let the one slip. I'm the one who hosts the website. I, how do you think I afforded this new shirt? Ah, your your burnt orange shirt. Yes. Um, um, tonight is Quench Quake, grapefruit and tangerine sour. It's quite simply delicious. If you can get your hands on uh, Brewdog beer, buy the Quench Quake, because it's gorgeous. Right. And if I say nice things about Brewdog, will they give me money? No. 
Well, they will, but it'll come through me and I won't give it to you. Now, I'm a very wealthy man now since we started doing this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's a very snazzy new shirt. A very you're snazzy new shirt. Look at me, I'm wearing a plain black An t-shirt. expensive pair of new headphones. Uh, that let's move on. This guy yeah. sickens me. Right. Okay, B-sides and bits and pieces. Yeah. The first one is a, well, it's a hell of a song. What is it? Quixotic Elixir. Ah, oh, brilliant. I said to God I could not hurt you. I've got to be such a virtue. I can't contain my earth to search you. Coming out of Quixotic Elixir at big volume. That was what. That was a loud one. That was even loud. by our standards. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We're going to be talking about B size and bits and pieces and, and rarities. rarities. <laughs> and that one was a rarity. Super rare. Yeah. I mean, oh god, please. There, there stop. will be. I will try to stop prefacing everything I say with the word super. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 this is probably a song because it's so rare that a lot of people won't have heard. Okay. <laughs> now, no. not a B-side. No. Just a recording from the... Uh, from the Californication era. From that, that time, those sessions. Those sessions. sessions. Yeah. <laughs> Let us throw... No. Corsian. No. To the wind. Right. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you someone who really, really likes this song. Apart who? from me. Yeah, well, I can see that you enjoyed it. It's fucking brilliant. Whoa. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Potatoes loves this one. Does it? Yes. I believe that the Potatoes might be the biggest fan of Quixotic Elixir in the world. Well, I, I like it. I love it. But I, do, I, I fall into the camp of people... You, who, do, you are a bit camp. Well, thank you. Hmm. And I fall into a particular camp when it comes to Quixotic Elixir in that I like a lot of the song and I like the, the final portion... But I don't... It's jarring. It's deeply jarring to me. Well, the song structure is ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 it is. But up until that point, it works for me without a problem. Let's just start thinking about the song in a bit more detail then. Go on. What I love is, as John starts it, he's playing those rhythm... He's playing the rhythm chords. But then, as it goes into the chorus, he just lets the note hold. Yeah. And Flea plays this amazing rising bass line into the chorus. So you've got a lo- quite a nice verse mm. and a really good chorus, which then the chorus evolves as you, go, as you keep going on through the song. Yeah, it does. And it's a, it's a great delivery from Anthony. It's a kind of... It puts me in mind of the Purple Stain delivery, not totally, but it's a kind of lowered delivery, not to the point of Purple Stain, but it's sort of in between Purple Stain and his normal delivery. He's got a certain drag to it, I think. Yeah, and... In the, in the verses. Yeah, and I'll, let me move from the verses to the choruses. <laughs> to the chorus. <laughs> Which the choruses are great. And yeah, they are. John... And they flow... The, the, the choruses and... and, and uh, sorry, the, the, um, the verses and the chorus flow beautifully. They do. And we're going to have to talk about a, a new addition to this band a young and ambitious guitarist by the name of John Frusciante. Mm. Um, what backing singing you've got in this song? It's fantastic. This uh, is proof positive, if proof were needed, that we should set up my 
speaker room system that I spoke of before. Oh, yes. Whereby you have a central speaker in one room, then in, uh, for example, my DVD room over that side, mm. I will have another speaker, and in Vanessa's craft room over that the side. The problem you have with this, of course, is you spend a lot of time running around. Yes, I know. But what the, it's but so, stay fit. Yeah, well, fitter than I am already. You're very fit. It's... <laughs> It's so split up, these vocals, in, across the ears, mm. but it works so well. John's singing three I mean, backing lines. Yeah, within the chorus, it's an assault on the ears. <laughs> it really is, but a yeah, lovely It's coming assault. from all directions. Well, uh, but what's oh, the assault? most pleasurable of all assaults. Well, let's talk about what the, uh, the, the song means, shall we? Please, yes. Quixotic. I've, I mean, I've no idea what that word means. Okay, well, this song is a B-side, and by B-side, I mean a rarity. It's a B-side to a rarity. Right, it? it's a rarity or a bits and pieces. <laughs> right, but it's not a B-side. Definitely not a B-side. Okay. But it's a very popular Chile song. If you look on YouTube, you've got videos... Mm. Uh, one, well, I'm one, not surprised. Well, one that's worth watching is by Anonymous Guest, the best Red Hot Chili Pepper song you've never heard of. It breaks down the lyrical content of it, what it all means. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a classic bit of swan uh, lyric work. Well, and, and delivery. And the perfect bit about the Swan lyric work is on another video on YouTube, if you just look for Anthony and John on Quixotic Elixir mm. by Red Hot BSSN, it's the bit where the Swan's saying to, to, um, to John, do you remember that song? They're talking about cutting songs and how a band work. Do you remember Quixotic Elixir? That song I put nine years of my life into and John's... Yeah, <laughs> no idea. No, don't know about it. But John's put... Triple backing vocals in. Yeah, a yeah. wonderful guitar line. Yeah. Brilliant chords. And completely yeah. forgotten about I it. I mean, to me, listening to it just then, it it see, it almost seemed like the, the vocal delivery from the Swan took me back to Blood Sugar. Very, very, but, but also signified his move from just being a, more of a sort of rap delivery to being the, the sort of singer that we came to know from Californication onwards. Well, it's that era, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is, but I think there's a there's a sort of clear link between the the vocal delivery, but also his ability to deliver it in a slightly more artist, you know, in a, in a, in a more sort of singery type way. If if you know, if what singery mean. is the word for it, I'm sure. It is. I completely agree with you. And also, his his range is building here because if yeah. you get to the end of the song, yeah, he he goes up even at the end of the song. Yeah, and, and he's I, really pushing himself. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and what we see here is the development of the, his relationship with John vocally as well. You don't get that on Mother's Milk. You don't get it on Blood Sugar. But here you get them working in, in unison. And when and from this moment onwards, really, the Cali era all the way through to hopefully the future, when they sing together and, and it works well, it's paradise you for are, years. You are absolutely right. And we we spoke about, maybe on the last episode, when we were talking about um, the way Josh plays the guitar, about what the Stones call the, the, the ancient art of weaving, about having different things on different sides and having mm. things do similar things but different things. And on this song, John's backing vocal is exemplifying that. Yes. He's doing three different things. It's a vocal weave. Yes, it is, if you like. Uh, it truly is a vocal weave. And he's weaving against Anthony's. Can you just call him Anthony? Oh, sorry. This must this stop. This must now. stop. Yes. Should we start again? <laughs> what, okay. the, whole, the, uh, yeah. the whole... Hello and welcome to episode one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, just, you know, we're going out worldwide now. Yeah, We've got I'm three sorry. people listening in Australia. <laughs> we have at least. And at least one in America. 
Yeah. Christ, am I, how many times have I called Anthony? Anthony? <sighs> Too many. Right, I take it back. I yeah, just take called it back. Swan. I just called him Swan. Call in the Swan. Is he but but John is doing, John's doing three different things. Yes. And Anthony is doing one thing himself. Yeah. And it's just, the whole thing comes together beautifully for me. It does. Yeah. I, it, it, I often, when I listen to these B-sides and rarities, and I, think, and yeah, I think to myself, why didn't they make the album? That, for me, is the, is the crucial point. Why is this not on Californication? Tell me why you think it's not. I've I've come to a conclusion not regarding this song and, and some of the other B-sides that I've listened to in recent weeks. And that is, I think the way that the Chili's write songs, and we know that they primarily work in a sort of jam format. With John, yeah. With John. Um, I think what you end up with is some really great ideas and some really great portions of songs which don't necessarily end up coming to fruition to you know in a whole way and for me this is an example of that i know it's not for you because you you seem to enjoy it equally all the way through but the the, the as i said earlier the final third for me is not as good as the the first i'll have to disagree with that i don't enjoy it equally all the way through no I actually enjoy the final third more. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, but that's fine. And and I and I actually listened to it on the way up here, and I thought, that, imagine hearing the final third live. I thought it would be a great yeah, live would. experience. But it's just jarring, and that, that's what I'm getting at is the fact that when you listen to a lot of these B sides and rarities, some of them and bits and pieces and bits and pieces, a lot of them are jarring because and I don't know if this is true but for me when you're a jam based band you're going to come up with a lot of different portions of yeah, songs yeah I'll, I'll give you this it, this can be seen as a song where they came up with one bit and yeah. another bit and stuck them together but the first two bits flow like water across a smooth pebble like a, a body of water yeah if you will now I'm just going to go back to great things that you can see on YouTube about Quixotic Elixir right um our old friend has put a lesson on here for uh, Quixotic Elixir. Nicely tabbed. Our old friend back from uh, Mother Russia, mm. Nikola Gogonsky. Mm. Nikolai. Nikolai Gogonsky. Yes, if that is his name. Gogonsky? That appears to be the name he goes by, so. He, he, there's a great lesson up. If you, if you play the guitar, you want to learn how to play the song and you can't figure it out yourself. Uh, search out that. It's there. It's great. It's there for all to see. There's also um, Tim and Cameron playing guitar. Oh, they're lovely. That YouTube channel. Yeah. They do a version of Quixotic Elixir. I <laughs> say <So> lovely. <laughs> well, they are lovely. They, <laughs> they make are. nice noises. They do. However, they do pre-record the songs. Yeah. And then mime to them while they play them. and then. Yeah, but they're, they're great musicians. Good, and great yeah, they're singers. great musicians. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they, I believe, are from... Um... Go on. Well, no, I'm not sure if they're quicker Australian or, or uh, from New Zealand. Well, should we say from the Antipodean region? Is that is that well, worse or better? I mean, it could be wrong. It could be neither. And well, now, with, now yeah. I wish I'd never mentioned. Let's that. go with neither. But uh, they certainly are lovely. They certainly are real people who put stuff on YouTube. They are, yeah. Now I'm going to talk about the. Swan. They're also in a band called Carvel, I think, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, I'll have so. to look that up. So we've been pushing them. Well, we have just, we've just been doing it. I'm bringing this one up. Please do. Anthony Kiedis. Yes. <laughs> There's a couple of lines here that have to put you in mind of other songs. Yeah. Now, the first one is... Is... 
dedicated mind in a medicated state is a highly overrated fate. Yes. What song does that put you in mind of? Oh, God. This is, is this a quiz? Yes, it's a quiz. Shit. Um, dedicated mind in a universal state. Medicated state. Medicated state. Is a highly overrated fate. No, I don't know. Okay, well, what if I was to say it in this voice? Go on. Dedicated mind in a medicated is a highly rated of fate. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll take it. It's, um... um Come on, you're doing a fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah, podcast. I know what it is, uh, Fortune Faded. Yes, the medicated state, state of mind you'll find is overrated from Fortune Faded. Right, yeah. Do you think that was a reworked lyric off this song? Cause it didn't, no, I think, never, from what you've just said to me, it yeah. must be. But then, It's the same word. Lovely way I sang... Uh, okay, yeah, well, I've got that one. I've got another one. Is it about a mess? Yes. Go on. Well, well Lady Made a Beautiful Mess mm. is in this line... Can you name another Red Hot Chili Peppers song oh, okay. where he talks about a certain kind of oh, mess? Oh, perfect mess. Yes, mm-hmm. I can. It's, uh... Oh, it's on One Hot Minute. I'll say that. It's about Kurt Cobain. It was the first time. Yes. And it's... The... I love that song. Sitting backstage in a dress. Yes. A perfect mess. Yes. It's Tearjerker. Tearjerker, yeah. Yeah, great song. So I, oh, I got that, didn't I? Mm. I'll give you half a point. Half, Come half a point out of two points. That's pretty good. I was, yeah, okay, well, you can have that. I'm pleased with that. Great bit, moving, moving forward to that song, that last bit, Mad, mad Boy, Sad Song, mm. using the same... But that's not the, the final bit, that's... No, I that's, love that, that's, 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 yeah, like that's a great bit, that's using the chorus chords, at that and point, he changes At it. that point, it all moves and builds beautifully. I loved it, I love it up until that point, I think it's brilliant. I like the way it drops It showcases out. everybody's talent beautifully. I completely agree with you. So, but... We have to move now on to the, uh, the part of the song which is dividing us, as brothers. God, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yes, we have. How divided will we get? We're well, not going to talk about all the songs this long. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you, and we're too far away, and we've both got beers in our hands. That's true. This outro, I absolutely yeah, love. Yeah, you went mental. It's brilliant. I had to go down into a serious focus. You went down to the floor, I saw you. Mm. What a structure, though. It changes... And then they play that, that, uh, that riff round once, that chord mm. structure. Yeah. Then in it comes with the swan. The swan's in great voice. Yeah, and then John comes in. In it comes with... No, John comes in with that, that lead guitar line over mm. the top. That's what I just said. Then, then John comes in mm. with his great woo-woos. Oh, no, I was talking about the guitar line. Yeah, great woo-woos. Then they hold that for another, another round of the structure. Yeah. And then it starts dropping out. Mm. So then you have uh, one solo where the swan goes... So you've just got the solo guitar with John's woos. Yeah. And then the and then woos John, disappear. Yeah. And, and then you've he, just and got then, the solo guitar. And then he, at one point, there's like, he backing vocals, he sort of harmonises to, to his own backing vocals. Or he backing vocals to it. He, he, he sings off himself. Yeah. It's phenomenally good. Well, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. So what I'm saying about that section is it builds, mm. it maintains, and then it deconstructs. Mm. Which is really what you want from a, a final third exactly and at the end I think you can hear Flea say that's good well, that yeah Flea good. enjoyed that it that was good yeah he loved it and that's why you know that's why these boys are in it isn't it now I think we've said enough about Quixotic Elixir I think we have but let's close it off because I can also tell our sister's just arrived she has and she's squeaking around on the squeaky floorboard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we must close off at this point and go and tell, avoid... her to be, tell her to be quieter yes some people say you played me I don't care if it's true I'm waiting here for you 
of Gong Lee. Gong Lee there. Now, a scar tissue B-side. Yes. As we put that up on YouTube, that big scary eye took me back mm. to... Um, that time. That time. 1999. Yes, uh, good old 1999. Yes. That eye from the, the scar tissue single. It was a, it was a, an iconic eye at the time. It certainly was. And you had that single. I remember listening to that in, in your bedroom. Yes. Scar Tissue and then... Scar Tissue, not so much Gong Lee. Well, no. I think what happened with Gong Lee is... It got uh, misunderstood because of the... <laughs> <laughs> the beginning. Yes. I think we listened to the beginning and stopped it. Yeah. I may have never got to that beautiful piece of what I'm going to call bubblegum pop. Mm, yeah, right, mm. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well... Pop is it bubble hard gum to rock. say when I first heard when I first heard that pop bubblegum rock, but pop it's bubble nice. Gum rock, yeah. It's nice. It's lovely. It is. I mean, it's hard to really like that song because of the it, main component of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oddity. And given that we've just listened to Quixotic Elixir, yeah. I'm thinking that maybe you should completely strip away that seven four count section of uh, Gong Lee. Mm. So you just you got can't that, though. Well, you you, just no, can't. hear me through. Right. So strip that out. So you've just got that brilliant chorus. It's only twice, though. And then stick the end of Quixotic Elixir onto that, mm. and let Quixotic, the, the rest of it stand on its own. What do you make of that? Well, that would be... I think that would be preferable. <laughs> it, it wouldn't necessarily make Gong Lee a better song, though. I really love that chorus section. Yeah, I like it, yeah. The I, Swan is in beautiful voice. Yeah. Yeah, he he really is. It, obviously, this was a, a premium time in his life, in terms of his... What a voice. Yeah. And just come again, coming out of uh, QE, as I'll refer to it now. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, Sorry, or just Q. I think it was Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, QE the second, QE yeah. two. Yeah. Um, uh, Mom. That's what you've got to say. Yeah, well, yeah, apparently. Hang on, what was I saying? I've no idea. <laughs> coming out of QE. Yeah. With that incredibly complex backing vocals from John, all he is doing here is just in an octave up off the swan and yeah. it's absolutely beautiful i've got absolutely no problem with the with the chorus <laughs> no. none at all it's very it's very pleasant it's beautiful isn't it yeah massive kick drum sound on this when you have headphones on well chad is notoriously um fond of his his kick kick so, big he's kicked yeah, big he kicks big and he always will so a bit of great guitar here bit of um well a gtp if you like go on haven't done one for a while. No. For new listeners, that's a guitar technical point. That's presumptuous. Well, it is, but I'm st- I'm going to forge ahead, nevertheless. Forge ahead. As the choruses come in, I mean, they could be the verses. It's difficult to tell. Yeah. Um, John, I quite often refer to the choruses as the verses anyway. So John's playing this is the perfect scenario for me. As you say, some people say you hate me. Second time around on the me, John's playing an E chord, and he starts playing the octave power chord, yes. E major. Yes. And if you listen, as he goes from the word me up to the next time the song comes in, he plays that power chord, then builds up as an embellishment. I think it was on the 10th fret and then goes up to the 12th fret on the high strings. And that's just classic way of John, of how John builds off single chords. Mm. We've heard him playing on Blood Sugar, sparse, really unrefined sound. Yes. And everything being very staccato. And moving into this portion of his career, this really... Because this is a B-side from Scottish, isn't it? It is. So there's nothing like um, the way he plays the guitar on this chorus. I don't think on Californication. Right. But if you listen to the way he plays the guitar on By The Way, mm. it's much more like this chorus. 
Yeah, on so Gong things, this was a sign of things to come. Well, he's luckily only that bit. Yeah, and not, not all the middle <laughs> no, bit. No, 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 so this is Flea's Plinky Plunk. I wonder who got shelved. Sounds like a clock. <laughs> Sounds like a little ticking ticking clock in the background. Sounds like something. And uh, <laughs> You're not keen on that, that section, are you? Well, Would you say that gibberish section? What are you going to put on? Anything or that? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that gibberish section overrules the whole song for you so that you wouldn't listen to it again? Yes. Right. Strong. I, I probably agree with you, yeah. but I love that chorus so much. I'd like to hear that chorus one more time. It, twice? Yeah. Come on. Well, sacrifice yeah. sacrifice one a little bit section. of the plinky plunk for another bit of that. However, the plinky plunk, uh, as it's going round, yeah. uh, John's playing chords through the first... Each time, John plays chords through the first round, and then they lock in, the guitar and bass lock in together yeah. for the second round, which is quite nice. I'm not questioning the, the, uh, the musicianship. No. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> You're just questioning the music. I'm questioning the, the, the decision to to ever put this to, to record. <laughs> I'm not questioning the, the choice to record it. It was a B-side. Yeah, do what you like. Or, or a rarity. No, this is a B-side. Now, let's just talk about that last chord. And oh, I've got yeah, a lot yeah. to say about this last chord. I like it. Well, first it, off. It, um, well, first off. It signals the end. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to listen anymore. It's a big E major chord. Yeah. What song would you say that sounds like the end God, of? I mean, if I had to say, and I'm not going to put much thought into this, I think it's My Friend. It's not, but you're close. Okay. It's warped. Oh, okay. It's exactly the same chord and the same sound. If you play them... Now, listeners. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. No. Ireland. Scotland. I just, I just said Scotland in Scottish accent. Well, that's natural. I've just slipped in. Natural. Listen to the end chord of Gong Lee and listen to the last chord of Warped. They're exactly the same. There's, you feel as you listen to the last chord of Gong Lee that you're going to hear that little bit of that little voice in the background that you hear in Warped before it moves into um, Aeroplane. It's identical. It is identical. There's no doubt about it, even though I didn't uh, identify it. And you called it my friends. Well, it's close. Well, it filled my heart with joy when I recognised that they were both the same. It filled my heart with joy when you when I recognised that you'd recognised that they were both the same. Mm. And, and that's enough. Yeah, I think that is. Are both our hearts filled with joy? Yes. Did you like the gibberish bit of Gong Lee? No. Let's go on. Now, I'm going to wager you enjoyed that song more than I did. I like that one. Oh, you, you stood up for the whole thing. Yes, I did, yeah. Zephyrside B-side. <laughs> Zephyrside B-song? Yes. Zephyr song B-side? Yes. Uh, you had the single as well. I did, yeah. We, again, I we sat and listened to Body of Water in your room. An avid single collector back in the day. In that era. In, within that era. Now, you clearly love this song. I do, yeah. Least, what do you like about it? Well... There's a lot going on. 
That's why I was stood up. I wanted to gather everything I could from both speakers. You seem to be also holding some kind of uh, fake guitar, an air guitar. Yeah, I do. Well, you know me, when I listen to the Chili's or anything, I like to uh, play the guitar. You do indeed. And, you know, going back, this is, for me, is a fine example of where the Chili's got to. I think it's a, a really good time to appreciate the fact that Appreciate? Appreciate. Appreciate the fact that this song didn't even make the album. <laughs> and it's a Hang bloody on. good song. Just got to say this. Yeah. And it's not that. No. It's just as soon as you start talking about Toast of London, mm. you will start talking like Stephen Toast. So if anyone hasn't watched Toast of London, go and it's, check on, it. it's on Netflix UK definitely, but around the world, go and watch Toast of London. It's, it's very good. Very, very, very funny. funny. But you will start saying words differently. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, this, those two guys singing together. John's ability as a backing vocalist. This is a, a really heavy, much heavier song. It reminds me of um, not save the population. The other one. Oh, the other B side from that era. Yeah, the other one from the greatest hits, which I've now forgotten what it's called. We just Fortune spoke. faded. Fortune faded. <laughs> um, it reminds me of Fortune faded. The guitar's kind of similar. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a it's a, a brilliant song. It's really it's so heavy. The the vocals are brilliant from the Swan. They're brilliant from John. They just, as I said, they showcase everything the band was about at that time, which was near perfection. I think you know they 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 were all at the very height of their powers. And this is a song that didn't make the album, and it's a great song. I don't think it's an album song. I think it's a good song. It's definitely not an album-worthy song. But as you say, it does highlight the fact that this, this band can jump from genre to genre yeah. effortlessly. And we're going yeah. to get further into that as we, as we well, go we will, on. yeah. The next couple of songs really highlight that. Yeah. But this is Fortunately Faded-ish, but it's a lot more... Fu- it is, it's, a, it's much more fuzzy. Yeah, it is. It is. It just, it just sort of reminded, it reminds me of Fortunately Faded in that, you know, this, I think this could have been Fortune Faded. No, I disagree. I, I, honestly, you think Fortune Faded is better than this? I think Fortune Faded is miles better than this. Yeah, you see, much, I'm not, much you know, better I, I think I'm not that keen on this song. No. Why? Uh, let me tell you what I like about it. Yeah, well, let me go on. <laughs> I love the intro, because that sounds like a live intro. I yeah, as it, you said. You had, said they, yeah. had they done that? So I could see that intro going into live, going to Can't Stop. Yes, of course. If you play yeah. it in a different key. Or just into that song. I'd be more than happy if they... Opened with that song. I'd, yeah. be, l- I'd love to hear it live. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great... Uh, and when Chad, presumably it's Chad, who shouts, one, two, and then it goes into the, into the big uh, into the big chords. Yeah, yeah. It's great. That bit is great. Uh, so it's like a live jam at the start. Yes, yeah, it is. It is. Um, and that, you know, that speaks again to what I said earlier about, about how, they, how they write their songs. You know, this is obviously something that they liked. And... It didn't make the album, but they've they've taken it into the shows, haven't they? And with you, what did they? Well, oh, like, that that bit, yeah, that jam. Yeah. I love the, um, the the guitar sounds in it. It's very fuzzy. It's a it's not a one hot minute sound, but it's closer to one hot minute mm. than anything else you'll hear. But it is a very fuzz. It's not a distortion sound. It is very mm. much a fuzz pedal sound. Yeah, a Jimi Hendrixy kind of sound. The lead guitar line is great. Yeah, obviously it's a very pronounced lead line. I really like the way that resolves 
as it goes from that lead line, the last note isn't a note. It goes into a big chord, mm. which, is, which I appreciate. It goes from a big bend down into a chord, which is great. Um, what else do I like about this song? You're right, the Swan and, and John, lyrically, it's great. But harmonically, again, it's them singing brilliantly together. Yeah, it is. An, an era of the Swan's performances... Like no other, I think. Yeah. This is, as we say, it's a Zephyr song, so it's a By The Way era. It didn't get any better than this for me. No. From no, her, it from didn't. in vocal performances. It, it's easy to to sort of think of the By The Way era as, as the end, but of course it wasn't. Well, maybe there'll be a new beginning. But remember, we had, we had Stadium after all of this, but this this for us was the... The moment in our lives. Wasn't uh, it? it certainly was. It was before you went travelling, wasn't it? And yeah. We were download as we said before. We were downloading. They were releasing songs one by one, one every day, on from. By the way, yeah. It took fucking ages to download them because it was forever. Yeah. It was on dial-up. That's the. But it was the first time we heard Venice Queen. Yeah. It's it just. It was, it, 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 it was it's great, just a special a time, time for us, but a special. I think a special time within the band as well. They come off the back of Cali, you know, which for John was a time when. He was finding his feet again, and now he was blooming. Yeah. That, by the way, as, as we've discussed before, yeah. we went through the albums and ranked them song by song. Yeah. Each song out of ten. Turns out, by the way, is my favourite album. Yeah, well, I, I think it's quality, and this, this just sort of solidifies that point. It's a, it's a great song. Everything, uh, for me, all of the different aspects within this song, and there are layer upon layer, they all just come together, and everything they do, like the little single guitar lines, just work perfectly. And I, they couldn't put a foot wrong, really, at this time. And I think this is a, a really great rarity. Well, I've got a, or a, a bit, or bits and pieces. Or a B-so. <laughs> now, I just do want to talk about the fuzz sound a bit more before we finish off, off on this song. Yeah, please do. He, John was using fuzz pedals at this point on his board. 2002, yeah, by the way, era, he had a ZVEX fuzz factory... Mm. Now, the classic fuzz pedal is a big muff. No, I take it back. It's a fuzz face. Christ, what's a big muff? <laughs> I'll come back to it. The fuzz sound was the Hendrix sound, and he had a, bit, he had a, a fuzz face. Big, round uh, fuzz pedal. Right. Classic. And what's John playing here? Well, in the 2002 era, he was playing a, a ZVEX fuzz factory. Right. However, by 2004, he was using a big muff. A big right. muff pie. Um, yes, it's the Electroharmonics. By Electroharmonics, it's a very famous pedal. I googled it. I made the mistake of just putting Big Muff in. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, I found anything more about fuzz pedals. Well, I had to delete my entire browsing history. <laughs> uh, hello, wife. That was a joke. Yes, so if you are going to Google Big Muff, which is a real no, pedal, I'm not. just put Electroharmonics in first. Uh, that's all I've I just wanted to get to that bit about the Big Muff yeah right? good joke is that why you brought it up <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> is that why you suggested we did this whole episode yes <laughs> nice a good song I like it you don't I like and you it. like Gong Lee so your reputation has been ruined <laughs>
Okay, coming out of Joe. Joe, yeah. B-side for, well, it turns out. That's a out. smile. And Hump the Bump. Both. As it turns out, yeah. 2006. What a year. Now, is that a... Here's another quiz for you. Mm. Is that A, a tribute to our brother Joe? You're right. Or B, a tribute to Joe Strummer from The Clash? I'm going to go for Strummer. <laughs> you? Yeah. Okay. I haven't said you right yet. No, I know, but I'm clenching in clenching anticipation. anticipation. He, I can vouch for him. He's clenching his fist in anticipation. It was Joe Strummer. Yes. Yes. Well Get done. in there. Okay. But also, hello, Joe, our brother. Hello, mate. Yeah. Hope you're listening. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> some do, some don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. W- what about that then? I really like it. Oh, God. I think you like all the songs that I'm not that keen on. I love all the songs you're not that keen on. Well, the thing is, I'm a really huge fan of Sublime. Oh, yes, you are. And that's kind of, you know, right in their book. Yes, it is. I've written down here, Sublime-ish. Yes, it's kind of Sublime. Only in that it's, you know, Sublime. Only the fact that it sounds like reggae. Yeah, it's a reggae tune. uh, Yeah. I I I really like it. And what I, I, I like is that the Chili's can just turn their hand. Well, as we said, they're genre masters. They can yeah. switch genres. They're very... They're just class musicians. And actually, they? when they accept a genre like this, yeah. you can hear they have that, um, that particular point, maybe after the first chorus, where the swan has that echo in his voice, mm. that delay in his voice, um, which is classic kind of clash. Kind oh, of yeah. I th- they, they don't miss a trick. No. The sound on the... I was going to call him the Chad. <laughs> yes. The sound on Chad's drums. He's got that massive um, like floor tom big reverb oh there's some it. beautiful Tommy yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's actually yeah. mixed a bit loud for my taste but it's 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 the perfect sound but it's for pure that. reggae it's the perfect sound for that particular chessboard yeah it is it's absolutely it's pure reggae and, and I, I'd like to just mention Anthony here because it's all very well, well for any of them to be able just to pump out a quality reggae track which I mm. think they have there they have but Anthony you know gets a, get, as we've mentioned before gets a bit of stick he does sometimes. Oh, not from us. No, Christ, well, we it does from me. Yeah, but I mean, generally we love him. Yeah. And, and here's a great example of him just being, just doing something fantastic. And it, I, I don't like to point it out, but he's brilliant on this song. So yeah, what, he, are we, what are we here for? Well, what are we? That kind of thing. Are we a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast? Yes. Or are we a Sublime podcast? Oh, we're definitely Red Hot Chili Peppers. Would you do a Sublime podcaster if you could find someone who would commit this much time and also edit and also... I like... I, I love... Su- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a loaded question. You don't really care whether I would do it or not, do you? Go on. No. <laughs> okay. But you do like, like Sublime. I love Sublime, yeah, but I don't... Um, how, I, don't, I don't have the, the depth of history with Sublime as I do with the... With That's the definitely where our musical tastes diverged wasn't it on Sublime yeah I think so uh, I, yeah Sublime are fantastic I love them and uh, you, you don't no I don't but then you know but there's some bands that I love that you don't yeah exactly for example ooh let me think <laughs> <laughs> well put it this way I like Extreme and R.E.M. so you're and Guns N' Roses you're, yeah and Guns N' Roses fantastic so you're screwed ooh can I just announce that I have secured tickets to the Olympic Stadium. Is it? No, it's not the no, Olympic Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham Stadium. Hotspur Stadium. Yes. For two nights in a row to see Guns N' Roses. I'm going for one night in a row, which is just one night. Yes. I guess. Well, I'm going for the first night with my friends from school, Jez Nandy, who uh, 
I saw Gina with uh, a couple of years ago. But we grew up loving Guns N' Roses. Yeah, you did, yeah. And then uh, got a message from Sam and his wife. My wife. Uh, his wife. And David. Yeah. And his wife. <laughs> yeah. Saying, buy another ticket, you fuck. Yeah. So and I did. You did. The next night. Great times. So two nights of Guns N' Roses. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be radical. I mean, it really is. And then we're going to have to buy Chili's tickets as soon as they come out. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, the other day I was on the verge of buying tickets for Leon. King's I up. phoned you, in fact. No, uh, the, chi- <laughs> the Chili's. Oh, the city in France. Yeah, the Chili's in Leon. Right the time, yeah, um, yeah. But then, of course... Uh, you well, discovered you're in Germany watching Pearl Jam. Well, we were, we're <laughs> flying to Germany on the Friday, and the Chili's are playing in Leon on the Saturday. Ah, what a musical life we lead. But we're in... Stuttgart. So we we definitely can't go. No. But I, I almost bought them anyway. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, because I just thought, if I, at least if I've got them, I can go if I, if I want if to. If you choose to. If yeah. you choose to get... But a, we're, the thing is, get, we've got friends in Germany. Concord. Ger- well, we've got friends in Germany, so we're flying out on the Friday to see them, and then we're moving on to um, Frankfurt and Berlin later in the week. So it, well, we can't go. But it sickens me. Because tickets are still available. Well, we've discussed this and we've agreed, I think, that the first time that we see... Well, you phoned me up and said, can you come to Leon? Yeah. And I said, operationally, no. No. And I said, fine. Yeah. Come we on, had to agree that I can't can't <laughs> We were in Stuttgart for a start. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in the wrong, I'm in the wrong place. The wrong country. We paid for the flights as well. That's the problem. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's... Anyway, this has got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> so... But we have agreed that the first time we see John with the chilies, we'll be together. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then, it, well, hopefully, any, anyone, well, anyone that listens to, who podcast, listens to the podcast, yeah, will come know, and join we'll, us. They'll be, hopefully they'll be there, and we can have a meet up. They can identify themselves by screaming out. Well, no, by then we'll have the pins, won't we? Oh God, don't talk about the pins. Get the again. fucking pins ordered. Look, it's not my job to order. No, the pins. I know both of us. I designed the pins. Sorry about that. They're so expensive. <laughs> 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 However, we will get the, the pins ordered. When Vanessa hears this, she was going to go through the roof because she keeps telling me to buy the pins. Fine, do it. Okay. I'll front you. You still owe me for the T-shirt. Oh, fuck off. Right, let's move on. Right. And I'm not editing that. So out. Joe is good. Yes, We like fine. it. Uh, Joe's drummer, yeah. But we, but they obviously love The Clash because they opened uh, mm. in that By The Way era. They did um, Right On Time was London Calling. Yeah, yeah. Intro. Oh, they, they have... A whole a multitude of bands that they love, and they're not afraid to pay tribute to them. Okay, I'm just going to scream through a quick uh, Joe Strummer information pack. Okay, can I go for a way? No. Okay. Strummer, fifty-two to two thousand and two. What is life? Yes. Okay. Strummer and the Clash inducted into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in two thousand three. Hang on. Does that mean he was fifty when he died? Uh, well, you do the math. That's young, isn't it? Well, I'm forty-two. Yeah, I wouldn't want to lose you in a decade. Mm. Who's going to edit the podcast? Who's <laughs> <laughs> going to do everything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, Strummer, The Clash, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2003 in January. Friends and family established the Joe Strummer Foundation. Opportunities for young musicians and supporting projects. Sorry about this. Empowerment through music. <laughs> right, shall we move on? Yes. The Thank next God. song I call Rage Against the Machine with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Great. Can't wait. Can't <laughs> Thank you. 
that was something. <laughs> yes, it was. So, I didn't think a song called Slowly Deeply would sound like that. <laughs> no, I didn't either. <laughs> sound uh, like Rage Against the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, I, I, that's what I'm calling it. I, I think the, the first uh, sort of section actually reminded me of, or, or put me in mind of, what the Red Hot Chili Peppers might have sounded like. Had they had Tom Morello as a guitarist and Zach Delarosha as a lead singer? <laughs> well, no, there was no vocals. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, <all> right. <laughs> but it reminded me of sort of Uplift Mofo Party Plan era sound. It, I thought it, it might have been what they could have turned into or, or what they could have jammed like, you know, had, had Hillel not passed away. The re- not all of it, but just that, that sort of first section. Okay. I thought it was reminiscent of old chilies. I have to say... From the I, 80s. I didn't pick up on any of that at all. No. I just thought it sounded like lightweight Rage Against the Machine. I think you might have got bogged down. No, I don't think I've got bogged Some down. of it, though. I mean, not all, I, mean I, I, I thought it all sounded tight. It all sounded good. It all sounded um, sort of stream of consciousness in, at times. I liked it. I can understand why they enjoyed playing it, but there's no way you can stick that on an album. Well, I think the Swan's gone out for lunch, yeah, and, the, and the rest of the lads are around, and they said, "Well, the, the, there's bound to be times as, as a as a as a band who you know this sort of fits into my theory that as a jam as a band who form a lot of their songs through jam, the jam process, the jam band, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know things like this are going to happen. Absolutely, where there's no place for the Swan." I tell you what, mate. But but the mu- but the musicians in it, or the the players enjoy it. Well, they seem to enjoy it. They loved it. <laughs> I can't vouch for that. I never imagined when we started this, when we sat together in your lounge after the uh, the gig at the pyramids, when we said, "Shall we do just do a little test to see if we can talk about the chilies for forty five minutes?" And we ran through. Um, by the way, wasn't yeah. It? Didn't listen to the tunes, just talked about the tunes. Yes, we did, yeah. That we would end up talking about slowly. slowly deep. Deep. <laughs> well, we have to. It's our <laughs> job now. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. But um, no, I think, I think it, it's... Uh, I, I, I quite enjoyed it, actually. Well, that's interesting, because um, earlier on, while I was publishing something on YouTube... Yeah, I put it on. You put it on, and you said you didn't think much of it. No, I didn't. After a few beers, though, it's amazing what can happen. Is, and you're sat, as we always say, right next to a speaker now. Yeah, it was no, no. loud. There's, uh, it had certain qualities, and as I say, having listened to the Uplift Mofo Party Plan three or four or five times this week, it just, just, just tickled my memory sticks. I'll tell you what, I'm. That's that's fair enough. I will allow that. Yeah. Um, I think what happened is that John had at some point bought a, a Digitech Whammy pedal. Oh god, you're not going to start mentioning. I am. It's another again. pedal technical point. All right, keep woo-oo, it clean. Woo-oo, woo-oo. All right, that's the noise I'm going to make for it every time now. Is it? Well, don't do it ever again then. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the 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 Tom Morello sound, the Rage Against the Machine sound, yeah, is the Digitech Ramy pedal. So, do you think that did this remind you of uh, Rage, Rage Against the Machine? Absolutely. Right, lightweight Rage. Mm. Because not only does it sound like Lightweight Rage, with Flea playing Lightweight the bass. Lightweight Rage is quite a good name for a band. Let's do it. Should we, we need to copyright it right now, though. Oh, shit, yeah. 
Like now? Yeah. Copyrighted, patented, or patented. Yes, <laughs> depending on where you're from in the world. Oh, hang on. G'day. Patented. Yes, I've done the Australian. I think they would say, Australians would say patented. Patent, no, they say, uh, g'day. Patented. patented. Anyway, let's move past that. Yeah. Um, the Digishake Whammy pedal is the classic. It's a, it's a lovely It's the classic Tom Morello pedal. It's the one where you can um, make that noise where you go from two, an octave to two octave ups. Two right. octaves oh, up. Oh, right, okay. That Tom Morello noise, you know, goes... Yes. Wee- yeah. Which John does on the solo there. Yeah. Now, having heard that noise, I looked into it. Dave Lee of Dave Lee, John Frusciante, Guitar Tech... Fame. ...has confirmed on jftab.com, and I'll give them a shout-out, because this was a great find. Lovely. It seems to be a Brazilian website. Well, they love him in Brazil. They do. They adore him. That it was used from April and July in 2007. What, this pet, this particular pedal? Do I, yeah, the Dushek Whammy. Uh, and there's a jam uh, from Coachella in 2007 where you can hear it being used. Right. John playing it live. Well, just a quick one. Uh, going back to RHCP sessions or RHCP newsletter, are they the same? or uh, RHCP live archive and live- RHCP sessions. So Hamish runs the newsletter. Yeah. And again, we'll give a shout out to that. Cracking. It's a wonderful newsletter. Um, Latest edition about the transitional period. Of course. Um, the very interesting fact about the, the uh, trend in Japan to record sound checks. Yes, interesting that was. I uh, checked that out. And what happened? Given that our brother lives in Japan. Well, no, I just listened to that sound check that he was talking about in the newsletter. And what, was it good? Yeah, it was. Well, it was fine it was what it was <laughs> but it but isn't that interesting that they do that in japan they seem to record sound checks and have a have a sort of interest in going further yeah and recording without. whatever they can get hmm. yeah very interesting well, i do find that interesting <laughs> <laughs> so that was slowly deeply yeah shall we yes. move on? well you know yes uh, it, i didn't expect it to be from the by the way era but then, you know, that's what the Chili's do, isn't it? They Should we just say they're masters of all genres and move on? They're masters of all genres and all decades. Why, why, are we here? why do we bother? Well, should we go back to the 50s with someone? Oh, yeah. And just also to confirm, we don't bother, do we? Not often. Okay, so I'm going to say to you, I'm a man who can't stand modern funk rap music. Christ. But I love 50s and 60s doo-wop music. How can I amalgamate those two things into one band? Is it possible? Surely not in this day and age. Not in this day and age. But who could do it? I think you might be looking for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? Uh, Yes. A certain song called A Certain... Someone. What a beautiful song. I think that's the best song we've listened to all night. Well, that's interesting, because I'm going to ask you to rank these. Right. And as we do B-sides, uh, rarities and bits and pieces, we'll keep a tally, if I, could, okay. if I remember to. Oh, yeah, which we won't. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll try. We'll try. So, why do you like that? Oh, my God, it's just so smooth. It flows down the gullet like a... Pure cream. That's disgusting. 
I'm going to start talking. (laughs) (laughs) I never want to hear those words again. Have you ever seen the film The Delinquents from uh, 1989 starring Kylie Minogue? Yes. Have you? Yes. Have you? Well, maybe. I went to see it at the... the, What's uh, this got to do with someone? Because it's a film set in the 50s. Right. And it's a lot of that kind of music. Have you heard the song Tears on the Pillow by Kylie Minogue? yes. That puts me in mind of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a certain style, and it's a, a well-known style. Well, it's that doo-wop sound where you've got lots of yeah. backing vocals, people doing different harmonies against each other. Yeah. In this instance, it's uh, the Swan doing yeah. one, and John doing <laughs> everything else. Of course. I mean, yeah, but, but you, you, in my eyes, correctly pointed out straight away, that sound of that strat. Oh, yeah. Those drums, you know, Chad... Again, yeah. perfection. Hmm. Now, just you hardly ever notice him because all he delivers is perfection. Chad, yeah, Chad Gale Smith. Yes, you're right. I've got a point here about his drums. When they do it twice, they do a build up on, mm. on the floor toms, mm. and it sounds like it's going to go massive. Oh, mate! But it doesn't. It no. settles back down oh, into. A, a that's really, exactly what I was going to say. A really quiet uh, kind of ride cymbal groove, doesn't it? Yeah, it's wonderful. It sounds like, and as you watch it. As we're recording, you can boom, see boom, 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 yeah. boom. you can see yeah. it build up, going yeah. into the yellow, and you think it's going to go into the red, yeah. and, and then it just settles back down. back down into a smooth groove. Yeah. It's, it's, really it's beautiful. It's I, you know, is that is that a trickery? Would no. we call that a trickery? No, it's not trickery. It's just good drum playing. Just pure, pure quality. And again, it's Frusciante. I think we need to talk about him again. Yeah, but the Swan as well. You know what I love about this and also another B-side they did of another song which I can't remember the name of now so but the point is the Swans vocals are pure here yes and they're they're very loud as well in the mix yeah I think he's very confident yeah to be pushing himself that that high in the mix yeah and this is another time as we said at the start the Red Hot Chili Peppers can do loads of genres of music and we're going to keep coming across this as we do the B-sides and the rarities and the bits and pieces. We are. Yeah. They did do another one. I can't remember what it was called now. It's another B-side from this era. Oh, I wish I could... I can't, I can't recall it. But, it, you know, it's, it's that era. It's John's backing vocals really going for it. Um, well, John goes so high on this song that only dogs can hear him at certain points. Yeah. There are certain points where he is doing backing vocals. We simply don't know he's doing them. No. We are speculating. That's why I sometimes take a dog with me <laughs> if I want to listen to someone. <laughs> yeah. So I can well, see him I, react. It, and it's, I took a dog to ACP just in case. And did the dog react? He <laughs> <laughs> didn't need to. <laughs> no, he just sat there all night. And well, I left him there. Did you have to pay for the ticket for the dog? No, I pretended I was blind. <laughs> <laughs> wise. A wise man. <laughs> Who knew that he would go there with someone? <laughs> now, I do need to say that the end of um, this song... Yes. I've, I, I will quiz you on it, but I've pre-prepped you this time. Right. Oh, OK. It sounds like the ending of Warm Tape to me. I didn't pick up on it. Where, where he says, someone, 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 and it ends on that kind of high noise. And, and in Warm Tape, he's saying, um, I'll settle for love, I'll settle yeah. for love. Well... Yeah, it's it is similar. And it is that era. It's the Zephyr song B side, so it is. By the way, era. What I loved about it is because you always say the Swan never knows when to shut up at the end of a song. Go on. And he says his bit, and he repeats it three times, as if he's trying to like be the last person to say anything in the song. And then John goes, 
Pling at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Makes that noise. Yeah. And he's like, no, I will make the last noise. I'm going to say something French to you. Okay. J'accuse. We. Oui. Hmm. That means you accuse me. Yes. I don't think I've ever said this one never knows when to shut up at the end of a song. Oh, you have. When we used to sing uh, in the band, when we used to do My Lovely Man. Oh, God, yeah, he doesn't fucking shut up, does he? No. Mind no. you, none of them do on My Lovely Man. No, and I'd never had a problem with it, but you... you, you he know, just you... keeps on gobbledygooking. Yeah. But it's fine by me. Mm. Well, I didn't like it. So you're right. Oh, I loved it. I mean, I, I've not got a problem with anything at all on Blood Sugar at all. Hang on. Have we, we haven't even got close to Blood Sugar yet. No, but I'm going to tell you this for a fact. I love my lovely man. Yeah, you do. Oh, well, who doesn't? Man, just in case you never knew. This is, and this is a teaser for Blood Sugar. I sit across from my brother, whom I love deeply. He does. Just in case you never knew. Yeah. I miss you, Slim. Oh, uh, man, you too. The, the irony of that line when you point not, at me. You're not dead. I'm not slim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm Mildly overweight at best, uh, and and um, it's doing this podcast. Yeah, I have to drink so much beer. Yeah, and you're alive. Anyway, well, yeah, but that's uh, well, that's just you know. Okay, well, we're going to move on now to a different section of the podcast. Yes, called... moving on. Thank you, thank you. B sides, rarities, and odds and sods. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it was an absolute pleasure. Someone was my favourite. Oh, yes, you're quite right. Hang on. Oh, shit, we haven't done the ranking. We haven't done the ranking. We're not going to rank. Ben says we're going to do a ranking. And, and then we forget what we're talking about. Okay, so all I'm going to ask you is which was your... Oh, oh fuck it. Rank those five songs. Okay, right, you name them because I can't remember what they're called. Quixotic Elixir. Yeah. Gong Lee. Right. Um, I've written something there. That other one. Uh, Body of Water. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe. Slowly, Deeply and Someone. Oh, Christ. Right. Last... Okay. Gong Lee. Go on. Second to last, slowly, deeply. Okay. Third to last, uh, Joe. Although I really do like Joe. Move past that. Okay. Um, then the other one. We've well, got someone by uh, body of water and quixotic elixir left. Quixotic elixir. What third? Yeah. Did you start with your worst? Yes. Right. Then body of water. Then someone. Okay. Why did you start off with the worst one? I was trying to keep it dramatic. Okay. Oh, fair enough. I'll keep it dramatic. And can someone please set up a spreadsheet for this? Last, for me, is... Come on. Slowly... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I forget how authoritative I am. Slowly, deeply. The Rage Against the Machine song. Right, fine. Uh, Then Joe. Oh. Um... Come on! Then, <laughs> then body of water. Oh my word! Then Gong Lee. What? Fucking <laughs> hell! Then someone, and then Quixotic Elixir at the top. Right. Did you put Quixotic Elixir at the top? No, someone. Quixotic Elixir, I think, was third for me. Oh, you're a disgrace! Right, we're moving on to John live at this private party. Yeah, that was a, an absolute joy. But now we must address the here and now. Frusciante is back. I'm wearing a Frusciante-inspired shirt. Are you? Well, not necessarily. But let's just get on with it. <laughs> now, last weekend, I uh, flew down to, to Florida. Yes. I went to an art show. Of course. Hosted by a uh, drummer friend of mine. 
uh, Chad Gaylord Smith. I had great fun. Did you go anywhere? I was lucky enough to be in LA. La. La La Land. La La Land. Uh, did you say anything worth watching? I witnessed what can only be described as the first show that John Fashanti has played with the Red Hot Chili Peppers for 13 years. What? <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it either. God, I was with Chad Gaylord Smith. Yeah, you were in... Um, Florida. Florida. Unlucky. Right. Although Chad's art is noteworthy. Hmm. Well, it's abstract. To say the least. Should we uh, abandon this fast and move on to the facts? Yes. They were playing at a private party. In LA. In La La Land. <laughs> Where's that? California. Yes. <laughs> Shockingly, it was. In California. What a thing to see. Now, it comes out of nowhere. I wake up on Sunday morning and my Twitter feed is flooded with people sending me videos of I John Fashanto playing flooded. live. You, were fl- you too well, were flooded. Well, I wasn't even... I mean, I, I can't imagine it, what it was like for you. Well, I was doubly flooded. Yeah, if not triple. Oh, or quadruply. And that's a, now, that's what I call, if you go to the floor, I call it a tetrapack. A tetrapack of flooding. Or a quadruply. Or a four-sided flooding. But it was... Uh, well, let's stop this gibberish. You've got Dave Navarro there. Yes. Hugging. Oh, it was lovely. I can see Dave Navarro was dressed as a tramp. Yes. He had holes in his jeans and a tattoo on his knee. And a beard. Oh, I don't like Dave's new beard. It's gone grey. Uh, now, you know when I said Dave was the sexiest man I've ever seen in my life? Yes. I might have to roll that back slightly. I think you have to. And I saw his bum. How was it looking? Uh, not as... Saggy? I won't say saggy, no. but it wasn't the Navarro bum that I saw from the One Hot Minute era. Well, we must forgive him. That was, well, it was in, 25 uh, years ago. Oh, bless him. But he's, he's, he still plays... Uh, he still plays the guitar. The old guitar. He still yeah. smokes as well, which surprises me. Well, fuck him. No, not fuck him, fuck it. Yeah, but they're just, you know, it's surprising me to see people still smoking. Yeah. But, but I, I've got nothing against it. If they want to smoke... Oh, let them smoke, but... Yeah. Or know. vape, because that'll kill you as well. Yeah, no, vaping's not good. So, what have we got here? Got a, All right, let's talk about it. Okay. Let's just address the fact that there was a lovely picture of Dave hugging the swan. Yeah, lovely. So those differences seem to have been buried. And I'd also, like to think so, 25 years on. Yeah, but it's difficult sometimes. It's not that difficult. Okay, well, they've done it. Yeah. And when Dave was putting his stuff up on Instagram, he had, like, fucking RHCP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. nice. He was loving it. Yeah. And he, he zoomed straight in on John. On he that, was getting he? down, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then him and John played together, which I think was yeah, that was Mountain Song, wasn't it? From, Do um, now, now here's a here's a question that we often, you know, could could be posted on Reddit. Do do you think this signifies the possibility for the Red Hot Chili Peppers to start playing One Hot Minute material with John in the band? Um, I could post that on Reddit, but I will give you my answer now. Yes, one word. The word is no. No, I agree, but. They could do aeroplane, though. I mean, we've proved it can be well, done without Dave. That's you know, that's something that's that the one song that I think. Josh bought 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 with him, along with many other things. The open mindedness to play anything. Uh, well, you say anything. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he said it in that strange word. No, that strange word. He didn't bring that much. He bought aeroplane. Mm. I would have. I, I would love to see. Stuff from the One Hot Minute era played live. Yeah. I'd love to see Warped. 
I'd love to see uh, One Big Mob. I'd love to see... Can you imagine? The third song, which we always forget what it's called, um, which our T-shirts are based on. Um, yes, yes, indeed. But on a separate point, can you imagine what it would be like if somehow and some when John, Dave, and Josh, and Eric Marshall, <laughs> yes, <laughs> all play together? Yeah, that would be wonderful. I think it seems like it could be possible now because they're all on friendly terms. I think what might happen is you might see Dave on stage with them. After this, yeah, but you're not going to see Josh on stage with him. No, Josh has has since his departure said that he would play with him again. Okay, he, well, Josh holds no sour grapes. Everything is open. Everything is open. Everything is open. Now, getting back to this point, yes. Let's talk about the way John played the guitar. His confidence. We were worried about his plinky plonkiness. Well, I but he's so confident on the guitar. He's, as I said to you, the way he's down on his knees with Dave. Dave gets up, John stands up before he does. He adjusts his strap while he continues playing the guitar. That, to me, is a sign of a confident guitarist. You're not thinking about what you're playing, you're just getting on with it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's, I, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind or the mind of, of anyone who's been monitoring the situation closely. John has obviously been relearning to play the guitar for some time. The way he plays Give It Away as well, he's playing it in classic John style. Yeah. He's not plucking the notes like no, a beginner. It's not like... This is nothing like when he came back last time. No. It's just completely different. He's back. He's going to be as good. Let's see what happens, how he develops. It, this is this is sweet baby James. You're right. You're right in exactly what you're saying. I'll cut you off on sweet baby James because you just made a really good point. Last time he came back, he was coming back from... A situation where he could barely play the guitar. Yeah, exactly. Was he's coming back now? When he was playing "Give It Away," he was playing it in the classic for Shante strumming yeah, all the strings. Yeah. Yeah, he's ready. Stuff. He's ready. Uh, he might not be one hundred percent ready, but he's way more ready than he was last time he came. Absolutely. Back. And last time he came back, they did "Californication." Yeah, which we both agreed was a good album. <laughs> Uh, it's a fantastic uh, I can't wait and but one thing I will say and one thing that was pointed out and I noticed straight away was the the strap height yes talk to me about that it's a bit high wasn't it it was a bit high wasn't it yes now the the overwhelming consensus seems to be that it will come down yes that <laughs> let's hope that that's does, true that seems to be the consensus on Reddit or is he just a 49 year old man who now plays the guitar in a slightly higher fashion no I won't accept that and I'll tell you well, why would you accept it if it turns out to be the truth no 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 okay. I would lower his strap <laughs> manually <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the new Dave Lee yeah um, I think you have to play if you want to look cool <laughs> Yeah. You have to have the guitar lower. Yeah. It's slightly higher, but it's not massively higher. No, after, but it, I mean, I don't normally pay attention to that kind of thing, and I noticed it. Yeah, after I, after, so. I, after that's pointed out, I did look, and there are times in his career when he's had the guitar slightly higher. Now, at his coolest, it was quite he has low. it very low. Never slash low. No, no, no. But, 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 but lower. functionally low, yeah. we'll say. You, my um, aim when playing the guitar live is to have it as function, functioning low as a non-guitarist, you've picked up on that perfectly. Yeah. To have it low as you possibly can where you can still play the guitar to the peak of your powers mm. whilst looking as cool as you can. Yeah. So it's a, it's a triumvirate of... Uh... Well, you say triumvirate, it's triumvirate. Yes. So Thank name you. those three things, if you now can. Functionality. Yes. 
coolness yes and of functionality again really so it's just a duo yeah. So we now move on to the point where the swan puts his head close to the amp while uh, ah. Lee Davis pointed this out. We'll, we'll give him another shout out. The swan, and the swan goes, the swan's got his moves back. Mm. It's awesome to see when John is playing that give it away solo how much the swan is into it. That was a fantastic <laughs> pre talk noise. <laughs> yeah. No, it. It seems to have revitalised him. Not that he ever lost his vital... He did. I'll disagree with you. He absolutely did. The way he's moving around on that stage during the giveaway solo yeah, is like nothing is a, I've ever seen this for is the a, past 10 this years. This is a three-song gig. Yes. I can move quickly for three songs. Yes. I've not seen the Swan do that for a long time. No, I haven't seen him turn into a dog <laughs> since the early 90s. No, you said that earlier. What do you mean? He got down on his knees and started... Absolutely. Oh, that's what you meant. Down by the amp. Yeah. Oh, lovely. In that case, I love the swan as a dog. Yeah, no, that's it. He's a Dublin. He's a transformer. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> he got down on all fours and lapped up for Shantae's guitar work. Uh, like a bowl of milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we... Have we said enough about this? Well, we have hardly said anything. But <laughs> what we'll say is John came back it was nice. It was a bit tentative at times. They played only three songs, so we don't know for sure, but it seemed pretty tasty. I'm pretty confident they'll be good. Yeah, I am too. Once Chad comes back, it'll be nice. This this was a, a teaser, probably booked at short notice, otherwise Chad would have A lemon there. squeezer. Yeah, it was a, a mere lemon squeezer of what's to come. <laughs> okay, let's do the handles. Okay. Okay, so my website is bentownsendmusic.net. If you care to uh, look at anything that we do, mm. uh, bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com is my website. It's not it's my email address. <laughs> We've already done this once. Right, we're not doing it again. Email me on bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> that is right. That is right. Uh, Sam, what are you on? Uh, Twitter. <laughs> Do you have any idea? <laughs> I'll read it out for you. Um, Is that the 100 day cough? <coughs> oh, please tell me you've got that cough. No, again. I am at Stack Townsend. No, you're not. On Twitter. On Twitter, eh? Yes. Okay. At Stack Townsend. And uh, I am. <laughs> 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 I must be at University RHCP. Yeah. yeah. Alright, let's just quickly run through this again. Okay. Ben Music.net is my website. Ben Music at hotmail.com if, if for any crazy reason you want to talk to us, two twats. Yes. Sam. I am at Stack Townsend on Twitter. My email address is stacktownsend at yahoo.co.uk. I am at University RHCP on Twitter. Yes. Fucking hell, that's a Come nightmare. on. Right, we've done it. Now, thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, eternal, eternal thanks. We've had a whale of a time. We have. Should we pass it on to the B-sides to roll us out? I think we should. It's going to be the best B-side. It's someone. Gong Lee. <laughs> <laughs>